Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. It's the Taz Show. Everybody hacking. Everybody just wants more with the action. Hip Hop Jones got the music blasting. Better watch out. It's all he's asking. Over like Rover. He keeps it real. He's no joker. Original. He's no poser. No competition. He's the owner. There I'm moving speakers closer because it's time to tune in to the Taz Show. All right. What's up here? We got a little Wednesday edition of the Taz Show. Uh, excuse me. In the beginning of August. Thank you for listening live right now on the Radio.com app. Or maybe you're listening live at TazShow.com. Maybe you're watching live there at TazShow.com. Thank you for all of that. I appreciate it. Maybe you're checking out some of the on-demand content uh, that I provide every day at Play.it. Tune in iTunes or Spotify. Yes, it finally looks like they fixed that biatch. There you go. Ha! Yeah! I feel like I got a little frog in my throat here. This is the Taz Show. I am Taz. Yes, I win awards. I win awards. That's what I do. I clear my throat on the air. I cough, I burp, and sometimes I pass wind. But at the end of the day, I provide content that's entertaining, fun, loose, jocularity filled, uh, insight, and all that other good stuff. And we'll talk some SmackDown here shortly. Right out of the box in Seg 1. In this show also, I'll give some thoughts and opinions on... Um, the Mets prodigy, New York Mets, my baseball team. The Ahmed Rosario, he debuted last night in Colorado against the Rockies in a losing effort by the Mets. I'll discuss that later on briefly. I know most of you non-Met fans don't give a rat's ass. Don't matter. That's why I do it. Especially uh, the Yankee fan that's in the room. I know he really doesn't care. That's a fact. Yes. Um. So what else we got? Uh, yeah, like I said, right in the box, Jones. There's no house cleaning today. Oh, also, later on, I'm going to show you guys a very funny video, if you didn't see it. Another Lean Mean production. How great this man is. God, we're building his ego up so much, it's sad. Got to be careful. Got to be careful. That Lean Mean, he's talented. Sometimes the talented ones are a little disturbed. Next thing you know, you know, guy thinks he's like Dino DeLaurentis. You know who that is, Dennis? Dennis! Timber! Audio producer of the show. Do you know who Dino DeLorentis is? I do is? not. Uh, you got two hours to figure it out, sir, because I'll be on the air. You might want to GTS it. Yeah, I know my stuff about directors. This is the Taz Show. As I said, you can call the show if you'd like and talk some SmackDown in a sec. SEC second. You can do that very simple uh, process. Attention hotline fans. All you got to do is dial 866-475-2948. That's an 866-475-2948. 2948 Got it? Test one, two. All right. So, SmackDown. Um, I enjoyed it. What's not to enjoy? I mean, you gave us two really good matches. Uh, you know, really high-end promoted pushed matches. A match that I didn't even know was going to happen. Rusev and Gable, which I thought was very good. I don't think the finish was needed. The way it was done. Um, an Uso uh, little uh, voiceover gimmick, which was very uh, entertaining and different in you know, attacking the New Day, which was very cool. 
uh, right out of box, I'll tell you, um, uh, we saw something scary in the, in the show towards the end, as you guys know, with John Cena, uh, for those that watched it. Great match, as we assumed it would be. These two guys have never wrestled, Nakamura and John Cena. Well, back in the day, someone had thought, oh, God, come on, that's oil and water. You get a guy like, like Nakamura, Japanese strong style uh, personified. You know, uh, pro wrestling in Japan. Oh, that's for the hardcore fans. That's hardcore. We hardcore. All that kind of crap, right? Oh, Japanese hardcore. They shoot. They do. They hit each other really hard with roaring forearms. And they do suplexes and submissions. And they shake and scream before they do a high spot. And John Cena. John Cena? He's just a traditional WWF wrestler. He's a WWE superstar. He's homegrown in WWE. He's not hardcore. John Cena and Nakamura? How the hell can John Cena even hang with Nakamura? Come on. He can't hang with Nakamura. Are you effing kidding me? Well, I didn't hear anyone say this to me, but I know not too many years back, some fans would have thought this. And then those of us who knew John or know John would say, eh, eh, not so quick. <laughs> the kid is the guy, the man, Cena, is tough as piss. He's an athlete, and he can go. Just because he's not under the hardcore realm of wrestling, and he's not, uh, you know, uh, never wrestled in Ring of Honor or TNA in its heyday, or he's not an ECW original, and you know, he didn't grind on the independence, which is partially false, because he man, did pay his dues. Uh, before he came in WWE a little bit, and that that's true, It'll, you know. So um, I just find it funny because John Cena went out there last night, at his age and his success, as he slowly rides off into the sunset, potentially, the sunset meaning Hollywood. Uh, we saw him go out there last night and lay it out there and turn it up, do the honors, do the job, do the favor, to Nakamura in a phenomenal matchup. And John Cena deserves some praise. With or without the potentially dangerous spot, the neck injury spot, suplex, I should say, that we saw that was potentially dangerous. Um, so uh, before I get into the match a little bit, I got to tell you guys, you know, I-, I tweeted right after I saw this spot, and I was actually texting with somebody from WWE without naming names during this match who was at the arena and while that spot happened me and this guy both text each other the f word at the same time uh, like in panic like, oh f john just got hurt bad because that suplex that ba- that back suplex uh in the realms of a saito suplex by nakamura on john cena at the very tail end of the match was not pretty john landed high ultra high on the back of his skull I've had this happen to me and I've done this to people okay I've so I know the feeling from experience and I've done this to people more than once and I've had it happen to me more than once uh, and I've suffered a s- severe neck injury years ago as most of you know so I feel I'm more than qualified to speak on this topic because I've lived it in every facet I unfortunately still live it. 
uh, through nerve damage in my body from one spot that went wrong. And last night, when John Cena landed on the back of his head, um, I treated something, and I can't remember. I'm like, oh, man, what a great match. But holy cow, I hope John's all right. And some fans are like, no, he's okay. He's He got up. He did this. He he lifted um, you know, Nakamura's hand. He said, you you know, you won or whatever. You know, he's walking, yada, yada. And, and I understand a lot of you folks, when you see that, you right away assume, ah, he's okay. Well, I walked into the hospital. <laughs> I literally, you know, walked in, you know. Uh, I, I didn't need a, uh, well, I shouldn't have walked in. I should have been on a gurney. But I was able to walk in. Um, I've seen other guys get neck, in, neck injuries, and you wouldn't even know there was anything wrong with them. And next thing you know, they got a massive problem. Uh, I'm not saying that's the case with John. I'm, I'm, Lord knows I'm not hoping that for him. I'm trying to make a point. And my point is, you, you, some of you folks that have never really you know, been in the ring or suffered a neck injury, no matter if it's in a car accident or in a, another sport or what have you, don't don't just assume because the guy is standing and walking that he's okay. That that's not the way this goes. I I was able to not only walk in the hospital, I had to take nine months off to rehab the injury, and then I came back and wrestled another six, seven years, whatever heck it was. which I shouldn't have done. My point is, it takes one bump for the neck to really be effed up for, like, ever. Uh, And that bump that Cena received yesterday is that type bump. I will also tell you, being that John is so thick and muscularly built, especially in his shoulder griddle, that means his traps, his shoulders, his front delts, you know, his rear delts, his side delts, his upper pecs, his upper back. That shoulder griddle area. Being that he's so thickly muscular built there, that probably saved him from being severely injured and not getting up. I know that's what they told me that at that time, because, you know, I was thickly muscular built and I had a very thick, strong neck and I always did neck bridges and trained my neck. And most wrestlers train their body, which you people don't maybe realize, and I hate to talk down to you, but I'm just being frank. Most of you people probably don't realize that pro wrestlers train their body for protection because your body is your business. And if your business is closed for the day, your business makes how much money? Zero. So when your body is injured, your business is closed for the day or two days or two weeks or three months. And most of the times, you're not making money, or you're making a lot less money. So your body needs to be open for business as a pro wrestler, including a WWE superstar, to make money. So working out what weights the proper way and building a shock absorber to prevent serious injuries is what most guys and girls do. Sure, it's a cosmetic business, and you want to look good on television, you're half naked in the ring wrestling. I got it. I lived it. I know. But I can assure you, John Cena uh, is training his body, has trained his body where he has to protect his body also. 
most of the guys and girls do. And also, John Cena is a rare, uh, one of the rare talents who lifts the way he lifts. He's more of an Olympic weightlifter style lifter. You know, he was a bodybuilder back in the day where he trained differently and his nutrition was different. Now it seems like he does a lot of weightlifting motions. A lot of power cleans, a lot of deadlifting, uh, full squats, box squats. He's, he's doing all different types of uh, weightlifting motions, clean and jerk motions. Uh, some of the apparel he uses and wears on his body while he's training, if you follow him on his uh, social media, you could see it. Uh, he's a, he's in a weightlifting mode, and there's a big difference. I don't have to get into this topic. There's the three facets of bodybuilding, weightlifting, powerlifting. They're all different kids. Go Google it, and you'll find it out. I'm not going to sit there and teach you that, okay? Bodybuilding, powerlifting, weightlifting. Three different sports completely, Okay. So, okay, now, back to the topic at hand. So the thing is, man, like, what happened to John there, um, being that he's so thick and muscular, that probably saved him big time. That's number one. But to the contrary, it also could hurt you because the heavier you are, Cena's probably around 250. I don't know how much he weighs. He's probably 255. He's thick as friggin' hell, trust me. And I, I, you know, I know John. And uh, I haven't seen him in quite some time, but I know I've sh- have shaken hand I've shaken his hand more than once, you know, you know, greeting him or him greeting me, and the man has hands like like a freaking catcher's mitt, big thick hands, powerful guy, a very powerful guy. Any of you people that have met him at like a meet and greet or an autograph signing or at an arena, you know, I think you guys could agree that yeah, he's a thick dude, so that helps him. But it also can hurt wrestlers if you're too heavy and you land on your neck and head. Because that's more weight compressing on your spinal cord. Okay? So you're thinking, oh, geez, this was a suplex. Yeah, he landed high and tight. But you know what? He finished the match. He's okay. What are you making a big deal out of it for? Uh, Because it is a big deal. (laughs) It's a very big deal. It's a huge deal. Huge deal. Many of us have been effed up bad by bad bumps or bad spots or spots done wrong some worse than others like a great man named Draz one of the greatest guys you've met in your life and the poor guy is you know and he probably want to kick my ass and I said poor guy because that's the last thing he is, is is he wants he doesn't want anybody feeling bad for him he's loaded with heart and pride but what happened to him sucked just happens it's just sometimes it happens well it's a botch it's a, the, the stop at the botch botch spot is a running spot bah, 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 something happens or whatever usually if someone's going for a suplex and, and 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 either the person gets over rotated or they over rotate themselves whatever the reasons are i wouldn't call that a botch that's just um the timing's off between the two athletes now i'm not going to pull back the curtain much more in regards to why this suplex happened like that i know what happened I watched it back several times. Dennis. Now, I talked to you off air, and I said, I'm not going to come on the air and explain details. Just not pulling the curtain back that much of why this happened. Did I not, though, without giving too much information, did I not explain to you privately and show you everything that went wrong and were your eyes opened up to this? Very thoroughly. Yeah. It was a. Uh, it was like John Madden breaking down X's nose. Yeah, I... I you know, 
I wish I could do it for you, ladies and gentlemen, but I just can't. I mean, I can, I can, I'm allowed, but my morals and my, um, to me, the code of the wrestler is still in me, even though I'm out of the wrestling business. Uh, it's just, I still have that respect for the talent. At the end of the day, um, hopefully John will be okay in the long run. I'm, I'm sure he will be, you know. I just don't want any of you guys to think just because he got up and he's moving around and doing his thing, that means someone's out of the clear and they're, they're totally fine. That's not always the case. It's not always the case. I, I got th I got four limbs, right? Okay, and three of those limbs uh, have constant numbness in them. And it's from one, you know, <laughs> pile driver that went wrong in 1995. <laughs> I, I got a hand that I have a good chunk of paralysis in my hand. I need surgery on. I'm having it in a couple weeks. I mean, hopefully to get hopefully to get some nerve and blood flow back into you know two of my fingers. You know, uh, I wake up middle of the night every night, at least for 15, 20 minutes, and either my leg or my other arm is numb and it tingles so much that it just wakes you up. And this is not me sob story and shit up here. I'm telling you the truth. That these these are things that happens. Okay, you know these are things. This is part eight. And, and you know what? I no one begged me to get into wrestling. I did this on my own. I this, that's part of the game. I'm not complaining. I'm just letting you know, this is what happens. With a neck injury. I'm not even getting the concussion stuff that you hear all the time about with NFL and stuff, because I've I've experienced a lot of those also. But I'm just telling you guys, like the neck injury thing is no joke, and it, it stays around a long time. I live it. I'm 49, and I live it extensively every day of my life. Every day. Not bitching, not crying like a little bitch out here. I'm being honest with you guys. So, you know, uh, it, it sucks. You know, and but it's I I wouldn't redo anything in my career. I mean, I'm very proud of what I've accomplished and and the opportunities that I was given by companies and wrestlers. So I have no gripe and no problem with that. But I'm just letting you people know. Don't just think that a guy's okay because he gets up from a bad bump. That doesn't always mean that the guy's okay. And there's also something called adrenaline. Okay. Sometimes your adrenaline kicks in and you don't even know that you're messed up. <laughs> uh, that happens too. But it's a tough game. It's a tough business. And I know most of you that listen or watch my show are wrestling fans. Not only, not only are you wrestling fans, you're respectful wrestling fans. You're intelligent wrestling fans. You're not just, I would think the bulk of wrestling fans that listen or watch this show are more than casual fans of wrestling. Therefore, there is, I've always, you know, all my years, no matter where it was, in WWE or TNA, ECW, didn't matter. I've been fortunate for the most part, always being around, no matter if it's leaving an arena or entering a hotel or wherever, fans that are respectful, wrestling fans that are respectful towards what the boys and girls do. Because that's the one thing about that—not the one thing. That's one of the one one of the cool things. 
about educated wrestling fans, or which they used to be called hardcore fans, is the respect for what the men and women do from a physical perspective. And no matter if you like John Cena or not, and this is kind of in the realm of what I tweeted yesterday, if you like John Cena or not, or you want to boo him, or you think that he's been handed everything in his career, you think that him and Vince McMahon are best friends, and that's why Vince pushed him, but no matter what your reasons are, you know, that's all your prerogative, which I don't buy any of it, but if you guys want to think that that's cool, the one thing you need to do with John Cena, and I've been saying it for quite some time, and last night solidified it for me, is respect him. You need to respect that guy. All of you. All of you need to respect him, not just because of how tough he is and that bump he took and that it went bad and he was okay, hopefully, but how excellent of matches this guy has. And as he gets older, with every, you know, red-hot wrestler there is that comes across his path, (laughs) the guy has excellent matches with everybody. And you know why he does? Dennis, you know why? Uh, I'm going to go with he's a pro's pro. That's true. It's also cliche, but it's okay. I mean, he's talented. He's good at what he does. He's great at what he does. More cliche, 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 and cliches. Yes. The reason, the main reason, is that he can have great matches with everyone. It's not just that he's a pro. It's not just that he's gifted as an athlete and he's tough and he's a veteran. Not just all that. It's because he's over. And when you're over, people are like this when you wrestle. They watch. And they watch everything you do. No matter if it's on television or in the arena, they're watching. Because they care. No matter if they hate you or love you, they watch you. And that means you're over. That's why Roman Reigns is over. And I've been telling you that for about a year. Over means they care to a degree. And John Cena, people care about him. Care doesn't just mean they like him. Care could mean they're just taking time to watch him because they want to look for him to make one mistake and boom, rip him, bitch about him. That's kind of a care. I want to watch somebody. I want to watch this guy F up. I'm going to watch his match just because I know he's going to F up and I want to watch it. Well, wouldn't that mean you kind of care? That's why you're watching? Yes, no, Dennis, maybe so. What do you think? Love to hate. There you go. There's a care. That's a care. Care doesn't just mean I love you and it's so nice. I care about you, baby. Doesn't just mean that. Care is... You're taking time out of your day, night, or minute, moment, or whatever to watch somebody and what they do or listen to someone if they're a singer or something like that. You care. People care about Roman Reigns. People care about John Cena because they're over. So John could have great matches. It's not just his experience. It's not just all his big matches. Um, it's, It's not all his championships, that's not all the money he's made. It's all of that encompassed into one ball, which makes him over. So when people care about you and you're over, they will watch your matches a little bit closer. So, you know, uh, 
watching him go in there and work with an AJ Styles or seeing him work with you know Nakamura last night or Kevin Owens, whoever it is. These are all the hot commodities. These are all the internet darlings in the business. Everybody loves Kevin Owens, the internet, the hardcore fan. Everybody loves Knock. Everybody loves AJ. And, and rightfully so. These guys all deserve the love. I'm not knocking them. But everybody hates the Cena. But yet, Cena goes in there and has five-star matches with these guys. Now, let's not forget to give credit to the other half of the match. <laughs> you know, you got to give Nakamura a lot of credit. And I'm not, I'm not dissing him. Uh, him being over and him being as talented as he is, of course, makes for the great match. Same with AJ and Cena. Same with Kevin Owens and Cena. I'm trying to make a point here. I hope I, and I think I might have made it. Before you all look at Cena or hate on him or whatever your reasons are, you cannot, you can't argue the fact the guy has had so many great matches. And a lot of them as he's riding off into the sunset here. As he's getting older. This guy's not on a full-time schedule. This guy's not on a road. Well, that means that's easier. Eh, not necessarily. It means your timing changes, your timing's off, you're not in ring shape and all that stuff. This guy got in there and worked. A long-ass match with a guy like Nakamura who can go. And Cena wasn't, he wasn't gassed one bit. Did you notice that? I did. He's got great cardio. Well, it's just his mind. That's the reason why. Look at Rusev. Rusev looks great, lost some weight. Guy always looked good. Even when he was heavy, he looked good. He goes in there and has an excellent match with Gable that was half the amount of time put in <clears throat> that AJ put in. I'm sorry, that uh, that Cena put in. And go pay attention to it. Listen to him talk at the end of the match. He's, I don't want to say he's gassed. He's blown up. He, he's a little tired. He's winded. Compare him to Cena. That's experience. That's called controlling your mind. Uh, you know, I think I've mentioned this recently. I mean, a, a big part of when guys get tired in the ring and girls get tired in the ring, it's mental more than physical. It's a mental thing. It takes a lot of years of big match experience to break that. Cena has. So. Jeez, I should charge for this show. Good Lord, I say it all the time. It's getting worse and worse, Dennis. That was some good insight right there. <sighs> good insight. Understatement Jones. Good insight. Great insight. How about amazing? That's the word we're looking for. Yes. Pick, pick any superfluous adjective, and that's what you just did. Stupendous! Or stupid? Is it stupendous? Yeah. I could go for soup, though. Stupendous. What, what kind of soup do you like? Ooh, today little balmy out. I could go for... Despacio? Ooh, I love some hot spacho. No, no, wait. <laughs> such a bullshit artist. Dude, you don't even know what gazpacho is, do you? I don't know what it is, but it's delicious. It's like Italian wedding soup. Oh, I don't know what's in it, but it's great. Because you're a jabroni. Because... <laughs> so I gotta know what I'm eating? Yes, because gazpacho's cold soup. You're like, oh, I love some hot spaccio. You don't remember the old... Uh, there was a Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, never mind. No one cares. <laughs> It's gazpacho. It's cold soup, yeah. Cold soup, sir. Nobody likes hot spacho. You don't remember that commercial? I don't care. Derek in Boston, you're on the Taz Show. What's going on, uh, House? How are you, buddy? Hey, what's going on, Taz? What's up, man? Hey, nothing. Um, I just wanted to call. I uh, I actually just got back from uh, almost eight months deployment. 
I used to call in all the time, but yeah, I remember um, your, I, I do remember your name a little bit. Yeah, how, uh, well, oh, thank you for your service. Obviously, how's things going? Uh, good. I, I just wanted to call to say uh, thank you to you and the show. You know, every time uh, me and the boys pulled into port, one of the first things we did was uh, download as many episodes of the Taz Show that we missed while we were on the way. Wow. So what did you guys play it like? How did you, where, you play it like on so speakers? We, down, we downloaded it on our phones and plugged it into the speakers in our space and just all gathered around and listened to the Taz Show. That's insane. You guys smoking cigars or dipping tobacco? What are you guys doing? <laughs> nah, not a lot of smoke cigars on board. A lot of people are dipping tobacco, though. A lot of packing lips, my friend. I hear you. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the only problem with you, Derek, is that you're from Boston. Did he yeah. take the balls and order the equipment guy to alter them? <laughs> I'm just saying. That's the only problem. <laughs> were you, uh, what were you on? You on a ship? I'm on a ship, yeah. Oh, you're on a ship now? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm home now. Spend oh. some time with the family, but I was on the ship for deployment. Are so. all the guys in your circle of friends uh, yeah. the, that are was probably like, they, uh, I got a lot of people into it. There were maybe like 20 or 30 of us on board. We downloaded all different episodes of the Taz show, so we had like a plethora of them when we got back. Well, are they all from Boston, all these guys? Uh, two of them are from Boston. Oh, um, a lot of them are from New York and New Jersey area. Uh, um, sounds like a real mix of good guys there. Kinda. Oh, yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do remember when you used to call, dude. I, I appreciate it. I'm glad you're safe and everything's good, man. And I can't thank you enough for you and, and, and tell all your homeboys, too, man, when you get back on that little boat there that I said yeah. thank you for everything they do. Seriously, keeping us safe. I will. And, and thank you again. You guys do uh, a lot for the boys overseas, even though if you guys don't realize it. Uh, yeah. You know, you brighten our day, kind of keep us attached to home a little bit. So well, that's you. cool, brother. I appreciate that, Derek. And uh, I'll talk to you soon, big guy. Be safe, all right? All right. Have a good show, Dad. See you, man. Bye-bye. Thanks. Almost said to him, I'm gonna go to break here. You know what I almost said to that guy? God, Derek, I almost said to Derek. I almost said, and I, this this is not to be recorded by anyone. I don't want this looped. I don't want anything done here. As I go to break, as I go to break, as I go to break, as I said, I'm going to break. There it goes. Uh, seven times a charm. I almost said to Derek. Because I feel bad because the guy's, in, you know, defending our, our country. I almost said to him, Dennis, go Pats. Could you imagine if I would, you would have, you would have been like, what the, what? Nah, what are you nuts? Love our servicemen and women. Thank you for all you do. But even, even Derek would have respected it. Hey, man, love what you do. Hate your football team. He would get that. He knows it. On that note, uh, other side of break, talk a little bit more SmackDown, take some calls. Mike Kyoto, who is he? Most of you know, but I'm going to explain what I'm getting at. Tasho, sit tight. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, guys, we're back here on the Taz Show here. We're going to get talking a little bit about that uh, U.S. title match from last night on SmackDown. But first, I'm going to tell you about actually something I'm going to wear tomorrow. Okay, I got this... Uh, Watch was sent to me by a new company that uh, that is supporting the Taz Show, and it's called MVMT, a famous watch company. Many people might be familiar uh, with the uh, watches that MVMP, uh, MV, 
empty, I should say, makes, okay? Uh, listen, let me just tell you something. Movement watches start at just around 95 bucks. Okay, you're not going to spend a ton of money on these watches, but good God, you'll never know it. I, I can't wait to wear this watch tomorrow because I didn't get a chance to unpack it. I'm going to um, wear it, get it cranking. I'll wear it on air tomorrow. I'll show you guys on camera. But look at these things, you know, uh, uh, they are tremendously reasonably priced. And for the quality that you're going to get uh, is insane. Okay, and I got a great deal for you, man. And, and, and these watches have been selling like crazy, by the way. Classic design, quality construction, okay? Uh, over 1 million watches sold in over 160 co uh, countries, guys. Okay, so these watches are tremendous. And by the way, before I, I tell you about the deal I have for you on these watches, <coughs> excuse me, okay, it's cool the way this company started, okay? It started by two broke college kids that wanted to wear cool, stylish watches, but they couldn't afford them. So they started their own watch company and paid their dues and grinded and built this big company. Um, it it's kind of reminds me of what, what happened here with the Taz Show, where it started out as just a podcast and just every week, and, and then it just built, 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 grew, grew, grew to a daily live video show. So um, not bragging, just saying, these guys put their time in like I did, and I respect it. And, and the two guys that, that had nothing in college Next you know, they are the owners of MVMT. So this is what you're going to do. You're going to get 15% off today, guys. 15% off with free shipping and free returns by going to MVMT.com slash T-A-Z. That's MVMT.com slash Taz. Okay? And, uh, and go get it done, man. Join the movement. Get yourself friendly watches. They're badass. I'll wear mine tomorrow. I'm telling you. Dennis, I know you're mad that um, they did not send you one, I believe. Uh, right? Yeah, they, they, did, they did send me one. There's a lot of styles to pick from, too. Talent only. No biz Devin. Uh, see, that's the problem. You think you're talent. At the end of the day, when MVMT is sending out watches and uh, the producer doesn't get one, uh, well, then you realize you're a jobber. Uh, that's basically the facts. How right? am I going to so. tell time? Uh, it doesn't matter. You're late everywhere anyway, so it don't matter what you do. As Not to the buffet. Oh, you're, well, you're, you're, you are the punchline. Someone told me that once. You are the punchline. That's what I heard. You love being the punchline. That's why the chicks dig you. That's why the chicks dig you. And we know Katie Lindahl. Remember her, right? Katie Lindahl, she's a big fan of yours. She's actually kind of <laughs> seems sexually attracted to you. Uh, so we Gotta will... get those glasses fixed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We will show a video later to prove my point about uh, Katie kind of liking Dennis. And um, and thanks, Lee Mean. We'll show that at the top of the hour here in uh, segment three of the Taz Show. So as I was saying, I was chatting you guys a little bit before the break, and I was actually about Mike Kyoto. Okay, Mike Kyoto. So some of you people don't know who Mike Kyoto is. Okay, Mike Kyoto is the referee, uh, a referee that's worked for WWE for ages. I mean, Mike's got to be working for the company about 30 years. Uh, started off, no, no lie, no. It started a long time. Dude, he started off like as a teenager, like in ring crew. Damn, like he's been there. WWF days, dude. Like he's been there. I don't. Maybe you could Wikipedia or something. Mike Kyoto, like how long he's worked there. Maybe I don't know. I know Mike very well. Mike's refed many of my matches um, in uh, WWE. He's arguably one of the best referees uh, in the wrestling business. Probably the best. Um, definitely in WWE. But one of the best in the world, uh, probably in the past, I don't know, 20 years. I mean, that, that, it, that's how high regarded by wrestlers Mike is. Um, you know, uh, of course, 
Brian Earl Hebner, amazing, and Brian Hebner, his son, great referee in TNA or uh, and all that. But but I'm saying in WWF, um, WWE, I should say, uh, Mike Chioda, um, the man. So why am I hyping up Mike Chioda? Well, a couple reasons. Okay, um, he took an excellent bump last night in this match uh, with Kevin Owens and AJ Styles. Right. So uh, AJ won the match. They did a kind of a funky finish where Kyoto was down selling the punch. Uh, and AJ ended up catching uh, catching uh, Kevin Owens. And Kevin Owens' shoulder was up. And the announcers did a good job on this. The, the video production, uh, video live uh, truck, uh, Kevin Dunn and his crew did a great job because they kept showing different angles. They didn't hide the fact that this guy's shoulder here was up, I mean, Kevin Owens. And it was part of the storyline, which is cool where the heel kind of got swerved a little bit, and then later on we see follow-up backstage, and we know why, because there's going to be a match at SummerSlam, and Shane McMahon will be the ref. Um, but, um, uh, and I'll get back into the referees of Mike Kyoto in a second. Actually, I'm going to do that now. So here's the thing. Somebody, coincidentally enough, I probably was three or four days ago, and I apologize to whoever you are, tweeted at me asking the question about referees, saying... How come the announcers never say the referees' names no more, like in WWE? And it's it's very true, and it's in a very astute observation. Uh, it's on point. Um, now, I have to tell you, I was there as a broadcaster, as a color commentator, during this transition, where for a good chunk of time, they wanted us, the commentators, to identify the referees in the matches and give them an identity. Um, because they were the third person in the ring, not make them the stars, but let people know who they were. You see it when you watch a football game, you hear it when you watch a baseball game, you hear the ump is, you hear the ref is, you hear it all the time. So that's what we did for a long time with WWE. Now I'm just talking about WWE, I'm not talking about TNA, just focus on WWE with the referee stuff. Then um, we were told by the higher-ups, Michael Cole and I, and, and I guess JR and King were too, uh, look, we... We don't need to hear the referees' names anymore. We, we don't need to go that route. It's okay. They're the third person in the ring, but let's focus on, on, on developing the talent and making the talent the stars. And it's not that we were trying to make the refs the stars, and the refs don't want to be the stars, and WWE wasn't being heels about it, the higher-ups and stuff. Uh, it just was the, the, the vision that they had. They, they wanted to focus on no need to constantly say or even mention the referee's name. Um, and it stopped. It died. You don't hear the refs' names no more. There are some referees in WWE that are refing there now. I don't know even know who they are. I don't even know their names. I, I never hear their names. I could know what they look like, but I never met them. I wasn't working there when they were there. But guys like Chad Patton or, or obviously Mike Kyoto, I know these guys. Um, do I agree with this? No. I didn't agree with it when we were told it. Uh, back when I was a commentator there, but I didn't give pushback because it wasn't I wasn't going to die on that hill, and it wasn't it wasn't being told to me maliciously. It morphed though over time, where you never hear who who the refs are. So they took a guy like Mike Kyoto, who has a long history of being a great ref. I don't believe the commentators during the segment even said his name. Maybe at the tail end, JBL might have. And then Shane McMahon ID'd him when he said he came, went backstage, and Mike was selling his eyes, and Shane said, Mike, you okay? That type of thing. 
And then we saw Kevin Owens come in, and he bumped the mic, and Shane got mad. That whole thing backstage was excellent, by the way. That was a lot of ad-libbing by Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan and uh, Kevin Owens. They did a great job. I really enjoyed that segment, that pre- uh, not pre- that seemed live. That live bit backstage was really cool. Didn't you like that? It didn't seem real? It did. Very genuine. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no need to have stuff like that written. Just let them react organically to each other. You know what's going to happen. The, the main goal is we're going to make, we're going to make Shane the ref here in this thing. So so let let's let Kevin be pissed and disgruntled about it, and he's pissed about the ref because his shoulder was up. He got screwed out of winning the U.S. title. The heel got screwed. Yada yada yada. Got it. But the referee thing is interesting to me. And I don't. I think WWE, at the very least, I don't think they'll do this. By the way, but I do think they should start identifying the referee when the match starts. Hey, you know, we got Rusev wrestling Gable right here, and you know, Joe Blow is the referee. You know, meaning the, the, the play-by-play man, either Michael Cole or Phillips or somebody. I, I, I but. That starts at the top with Vince. I mean, for some reason, Vince doesn't want it, and I think I kind of explained, I kind of get his reasoning. Obviously, I know Vince McMahon. I understand um, that the refs aren't the guys drawing the money. The refs aren't the guys with merchandise. The refs aren't the guys that need their time wasted of their name mentioned on television. I understand it. Um, But I do think for fans to get engulfed in the story... Or when you're going to bump one of these guys, at least they have an identity, meaning one of the referees. And they are, by the way, one of the most underrated people on the shows. The amount of work referees do in all these companies, not just the WWE, from knowing time cues, knowing high spots, knowing they got to give certain cues and signals to the TV truck, there's a lot involved. You have no idea, folks. That referee bit, and these guys are underpaid, by the way, that referee deal is a tough friggin' job. Tough. Tough, tough. More than you know. <laughs> I wouldn't want to do it. I'm just letting you know that. That job is a tough gig. I promise you. So when you're watching wrestling, think of the referee and give them some love, okay? Because they get no credit. Especially in WWE, they get nothing. Not even their name mentioned. So, uh, by the way, that spot with Kyoto, that punch spot, you know, they did a little, they did some Hollywood camera work on that some bitch right there. It was pretty good what they did. Because Mike didn't really take that punch. Mike, they did a little slip with the camera, and they shot another slip from another angle from behind it. Uh, very cool what they did, the way they must have blocked that before the show with the camera work. Uh, instead of just seeing a full-blown shot. It, it, it was pretty well done by everybody involved. Uh, the cameraman, the director, the executive producer in the truck, and... Uh, Mike Kyoto, obviously, and Kevin Owens. Well done by everybody in there. That was really well done. That's a rehearsal bit. That spot right there with the cameras, that's not just, let's just try it and go for it live. They rehearsed that. <laughs> and I normally don't say, ah, oh, that was rehearsed. That was that, that camera blocky for that was rehearsed. That had to be because it was seamless. It's pretty cool. Matt in San Antonio, you're on the Taz Show. What do you say there, Hammer? What's up, Taz? How's it going, man? Good, buddy. How's the King of Radio and the uh, court jester of uh, BizDev guy doing? That's you, uh, Dennis. You're the yeah. court jester. You're, you're a big court jester. You're like a... That could have been better, Matt. 
<laughs> uh, I think my dad's comments a couple of days ago. So could your work at the radio. But anyway, mm. so my two questions is one, I have off the hook uh, suggestion. It would be professional sports uh, athletes comparing them from the past and the present. As an example, Doc Gooden versus or Dwight Gooden versus maybe Nolan Ryan. But those are, but hold on. No, whoa, 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 wait a second here. That could have been Both better, those man. guys are from the past. Well, why would I do that? Okay. Why would I say Noah Syndergaard versus Nolan Ryan? I mean, what about that, Dennis? Okay. like that one? That was good. Thank you. I mean, I'm, I'm over okay. here I'm polishing your off the hooks. <laughs> okay, it can go either way. Past, present, past, past, present, present. Okay, so you, um, you want to do athletes off the hook. That's what you say. Yes, and during the season. So, like, when football starts. We could do foot. You could do football during basketball. Uh. Basketball, but I know that's a long spread out, so we could do it all at once. We had no off the hooks this week. Just forgot cool. to share that with you. Yeah, I know it's great. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> to share that with you, Matt. Um, my question with a Roman Reigns is: everybody talks about Roman Reigns' physique, Baron Corbin. His physique. And, and Roman Reigns' physique? physique. What about it? Yeah. They made comments about him. Okay, but when Roman whoa, 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 Reigns hold on, and, stop, Matt. What do you? I wish I had Roman Reigns' physique. What's wrong with his physique? Hang on, I'm getting to that. Okay, don't get hot. Please relax. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'll try to calm down. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Roman Reigns' physique and Baron Corbin's physique and NXT, they weren't promoting their shirts when they're wrestling. Now you can't see his physique except for his arms, because he's still promoting the vesting from the shield. And he's not shirtless like he was at NXT. Who's he? Why is that? Who? Who's Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns and Baron Corbin. <coughs> they wear t-shirts when they wrestle. Why? If you have a physique, I can understand with Kevin Owens, but yeah. Baron Corbin didn't wrestle in NXT with the t-shirt. Uh, uh, Baron Corbin, the shirt that he wears, is it the shirt? It's the shirt that they sell, right? I guess. Yes, sir. Well, that's that's the one reason right there. He's trying to really amp up the. Uh, Shirt sales. They also might feel he looks better with the shirt on, like he's more of an ass-kicking guy. Uh, Roman Reigns, though, a little bit of a different steel, Matt, because he's wearing a vest. Do they sell that vest? Uh, eventually, they probably will to kids. So right now, they don't. Yeah, it'd be weird if adults were walking around in a vest to be <laughs> on a SWAT team. Um, so I don't know what you mean about uh, the, the T-shirt with Roman Reigns because he's not wearing his own T-shirt. Now, Seth Rollins wears his shirt all the time, then he takes off and he wrestles. All those guys, the Dean right. Ambrose, they all do. They're trying to make money. And the comment you made about Baron Corbin, if you've seen him in NXT, obviously, he's got all those tattoos on his chest. Yeah. So that would make him look like an ass kicker. I hear you, but he wants to make money, son. They, 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 they got him, and he wants to make money. He's wearing his shirt while he's in the ring. Um to make money, I mean that, that. Or it might just be too many guys have no shirt. Uh, too many guys are bare chested, and he wants to look different. And that could be it too. I mean, they, I, it's hard to really give you a flat answer on that, Matt. But thank you for calling. It's tough. Maybe one of the toughest questions I've ever had asked me ever, Dennis, on the show. Will you stop? I'm just saying. It's a tough question. I don't know why the guy's wearing a shirt. He's got a good build. Why is he wearing a shirt? I right, well, look, he's trying to make money. Baron Corbin's not, I'm not Baron Corbin, Roman Reigns is not wearing a, he's wearing a vet, he's not wearing, I don't even know what Roman Reigns wrestling merch t-shirt looks like, and I don't give a shit, but I, I'm just saying, I don't even know, I'm just saying. Damn it. Try to have a good 
That really threw you off. <laughs> T-shirt question. It's not Matt. Just Matt. You know, he's like, you know, something about the physique. I think both these guys have really good physiques. I'm hold on. I'm getting to it. He yells at me. This guy, Matt. I was uncalled for. You know, what? if Baron was a good guy, he would just simply head over to ProWrestlingTees.com backslash Taz and just wear <laughs> one of the new shirts that we have at the website there. there. Hello. There's so there's so many to choose from. Sir, do you mean like the one you are wearing? And you look so <laughs> handsome in it, by gosh, the way. Gosh, you're, you're too kind. Good gosh, that olive green, Army Jones. Look at that. Kayfabe board. really makes my beard pop. It really does. And your, and your, your stomach. But you, no, but no, really. Black, they say is slimming. Uh-uh, Army Green is. Okay, Army Green is slimming. Really, look at most of the men in the Army and the Marine Corps and women. They look lean to me. I mean, <laughs> just saying. We can lean. We got to get to the lean meat. Actually, we could do that now. We'll do that before the break. Will that cheer you up? Why, why? am you, I not you, cheered? Well, I feel like. What, what happened? I feel like you were a little down in the dumps about the T-shirts. Why does everyone think that I'm so hypersensitive? I didn't. I didn't call you sensitive. You implied it. I mean, I, I, I'm not. I'm not sad at all. I'm, I'm, I'm happy and peppy and bursting with joy. I don't know what more I need to. Actually, I smell that on you. Say, I mean, really, I'm just like. Oh, can we play the lean mean video? Yeah, of course we can. Oh, I love that. Flawless. Whatever you guys need. All right, so uh, the lean mean, you know, this guy here, he puts these videos together. I don't know. I just get a message from him. Boom. I'm like, it's this video, and I'm laughing my nuts off. I mean, so, and then I'll talk smack to another side of break. Before we go to break, though, let's watch this. Lean, lean, mean, please. Lean, mean production. Uh, Katie Linendahl, starring the lovely Katie Linendahl. Nerd. You guys know Katie, and uh, she's in this thing here, and you could notice uh, there's also cameos, by the way, in this by uh, Handsome Johnny is in this biatch. That's one, too. And um, uh, Video Brian makes a cameo in this. Are they really cameos if it's old footage? <laughs> yeah, yeah, cameos, yeah. yeah so. And cameos. We see uh, Anthony's giant head in this. <laughs> we do see Anthony. I got a pretty skull. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis is all over it, of course, the, the biz dev guy, the audio producer. But you are the star. Ah, please stop. There's no need to. The star of this one, I think, is more of uh, is, uh, Katie Linendahl. All right, so let's watch this thing. Leave me put this bitch together. It's hilarious. Let's watch it. And. Yeah. Lean mean, lean mean. Please make something later. Nobody. Nobody, no show you go on gives you the love this show gives you. Oh my that's gosh, great, my dog tag spelled wrong. It's spelled K A I T E. Hey, Katie. Yeah. You're getting a call, by the way. Oh, that, that's FedEx. They're delivering gadgets. Okay. I just let them in. I can do it from my phone. They're looking at having drones for delivery services. Wait, hold on. Let me get this straight. She lets the FedEx guy in your house from an app. Yes. Are you oh, going I, out I, with this guy? He just puts boyfriend? it in the mail room. He puts the, the gadgets in the You have room. your own private mail room? Yes. Really? Hope your mother's not listening. You're getting ripped on Facebook Live about the whole FedEx guy. Stop oh, yourself Oh, my off. gosh. An attractive, shorter, dark-haired girl. 
Hello. You're a good-looking guy, Dennis. I could tense the sexual frustration in this room the whole while. I, don't I, think I actually put together an adult trick-or-treat bag for Dennis to use on the road. Whoa. <laughs> Ointment. Screw you and screw you. I like how Taz just coughs right into the mic. <laughs> that mic must be like a cesspool of germs. No, I actually, my mouth is so clean, you have no idea. And this is my windscreen. Look, see that one over there in the corner? I'm not the touching it because it's gross. That mic must be like a cesspool of germs. No, I... A cesspool of germs. No, I... <laughs> What? It's, it's almost rated R. Almost. I don't want to know. Why is your junk on the mic? This girl took a sports test to get her job at ESPN. I'll give you a friggin' sports test. What sport is this ball used for? It's a stress ball. Bull. Croak it. Wrong. Bocce. Wrong. Give me that ball. I can't give you the ball. Can ball, racket ball. No, 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 no. Well, Dennis, what ball is that? And I, I have another question. Smith you <laughs> it could be uh, a tennis uh, ball, but uh, it's not. Tennis ball? What the F are you talking? What kind of course did you take at ESPN? I took a test on ball size. Well, you're a sport. <laughs> I don't care what ball this is. You guys are idiots. No, we're not idiots. That ball is for a okay. Division One college sport and a pro sport. And you said you took a test on ball sizes at ESPN. A lacrosse ball. Ah! I'll, I'll, I'll give you a friggin' sports test. BU is Boston University. Uh, tell me that mascot in three, two, one. Terriers. Okay, next. Tell me the mascot of Tufts University. One, two, three. Doug Flutie. The Jumbos. I'm starting to think academically you're not what you First job out be. of school, sports center. Bragging. Brag, 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 brag. Oh, my resume says I'm doing all right. I did sports. So you went to RIT, which is not really that good of a school. I want to know the acceptance rate to that school. 57%. <laughs> I did sports. I did. I did in college, too, for a while. So I screw know. you. You know who went to RIT? Who? Matt Stack, my quarterback. <laughs> he played football there. Yes. We don't have a football team. They did. Oh. No, we've never had a football yes, team. Yes, he did. I think Dennis is right. We don't have a football team. Please. And I will back that up. Turn the mic off. You were done wrong here, ma'am. That could not be more true. 59% acceptance rate, Dennis? Really? RIT? Holy crap. Sorry, you're moving further from the mic. Get close I'm, to the I'm mic. afraid. Keep, what is with that? Does that mic smell like ass? Wow. Watch that. Hey, you want a Fabrice? Yeah, spray, yeah, spray your ass. Everybody does that with that mic. There it is. Well, the Dennis, then why'd you spin the mic? Why me, the it. star? I have to tell him what to do. Where is the mic? Put my mic on! Put my mic on! Why do you not have a windscreen? What is going on? What? Why do I have to be the effort producer? Happy Friday. <laughs>the new young sensation for the Mets, Ahmed Rosario. It was one for four. He had an error, too, I believe. I think he had an error. Something happened on Anthony could confirm with you. I think something, a throwing, not a throwing error. They, they, they listed it as an error. 
with the tour guide at first, and uh, the guy was safe. The guy, uh, which name? Uh, Flores' foot came off the bag because it was a bad throw by Rosario. Yeah, I don't know, man. A lot of hype on this kid for years. Everybody's been waiting for him to come up. Uh, he's 21, 22, whatever years old he is. He's wearing jersey number one, which right away I got a problem with that. I don't like the number one on the jersey. Goes one for four. Mets lose. Five to four to the Rockies. Steven Matz pitched good in the first five innings, and he shit the bed. I don't know, man. It's Rosario. I mean, it's, uh, Jose Reyes is taking him under his wing, which is nice. Shortstop Jones. Uh, I don't know. A lot of hype. I listened to Keith Hernandez basically rip him. Kid, all this hype, and he comes in. He's like, yeah, I saw the young man play. He's uh, very impressive with his glove. Let's see how he looks. And then, like, several plays, he just, Keith Hernandez just broke him down, like, analyzed him. I'm like, oh, God. I say those guys, Keith Hernandez, Ron Darling, they say something, I believe it. I mean, I'm just, I'm a moth for those guys. The way they analyze baseball is phenomenal. Hey, Ant. What's up, boss? You're a fellow Met fan. Um, Do you see Rosario? I did. I didn't catch the whole game, but I, I saw his first two at-bats. Yeah, I don't know. He's a skinny guy. You gotta get, get a little bigger, No, I, I think he he's a good build to him. Really? And he's got quick hands. Dude, he's built I, like a clothes hanger. No, I, I, I mean, he's still young. I don't think he's uh, awkward. Still young. My son's 18. He's thicker than him. He's more muscular than him. Well, I mean, that's a big problem right now. These guys are too muscular. That's why they're getting hurt. Oh. I'm excited. I mean, the play at the end of the game, I just saw what you were talking about. I didn't realize that he, he did make a little bit of a botch. Yeah, but he did. He looks good. And he does. The one thing is noticeable is his hands come through the, the zone quick. Hold on. It's uh, is, is hitting. You're talking about hitting. His hands go through the zone. Yeah. Here's the problem, sir. He's got a bad habit already. Do you not realize what's going on? Dennis, please pay attention. He's got a bad habit, Rosario. He And, and Keith Hernandez, he explained it. That's why Keith Hernandez is the man. He freaking gets a ground ball, and he taps his glove. He gets the ground ball, and like, he taps the glove before he throws. That's a delay. It's like a quarterback when he has the ball, and he taps it. You're Broncos fan, right? Ant? I am. Okay, John Elway, he wasn't tapping no balls. John Elway was zipping shit to people. Zip, 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 zip. That's that, how Elway played. That's it. That's true. That's Elway was the man, okay? So, like, baseball, look, you can't. You're playing shortstop. That little delay, that that little, that's what he does. He's got a bad habit. I even said it, and I saw Dennis go, ah, ah. Nah, Gina wouldn't do that. That's, D.D. <laughs> no. D- D- wouldn't do that. Nah, D.D. D- D- that D.D. wouldn't do that. Now Gina, not Gina. Right? They're trying to find the laces quick. Boom. <sighs> Can't tap the glove, sir. Get the ball. Move the ball next. That's the problem. Look, the kid's going to be okay. Okay, yeah, see you later, pal. Take care. Get back um, to work before I give you a beating. You know, Rosario's going to be okay. I just, I, you know, first impressions last. I'm a New Yorker. Right out of the box is a problem. But you know Dennis, right or wrong? Come on, you know the deal. Guy wears number one. He goes one for four. <laughs> has an error. I got a problem. I mean, that's not a good outing. I'm sorry. I mean, it's not a good debut. You got all the hype. It's not like he's just some green kid out of high school. I mean, this guy, you know, he's young. I know he's young. How can Anthony say he's got a good physique? The guy, he's, he's built like a, he's built like, like a something skinny. He's a thin guy. You know, some would say that, uh, Number two for the Yankees came in a little lanky. The Jeter? Yeah, but Jeter, let me tell you something about Jeter. Jeter had that athletic swagger to him. He was slightly pigeon-toed. Why are you laughing? 
Why is that funny? Uh, <laughs> Why is that? I don't Breaking understand. Down cheaters I'll break down. No, I will break down cheaters from the foot from the feet up. That's okay. what I'm going to do. The <laughs> Dennis, Dennis, you schmuck. I wouldn't. The problem. I, no, it's funny because like when you. Th- <laughs> like, I'm so I'm so ashamed of you, Derek Jeter, pigeon toad. I, that, that's not even like one of the first fifty things I would think when I think Jeter. But you are you done mocking me and making fun of me? I'm are not you, making fun of you. Are I'm you done? done? I, I commend you for. Are you done because the wrestler's going to break down a baseball player? Oh, they don't do that at the fan tags. You should talk about headlocks and suplexes. No. No, Dennis. We already covered suplexes. No, no. I can break down baseball, and I do it from the ground up. Jeter, where's the ground? His feet. Traditionally, yes. I was trying to be serious to teach you something. Okay. Derek Jeter, if you look at him or watch him, instead of being a mark, and you look at him as an athlete, he has slight pigeon-toed, and he was also slightly bow-legged. Now, ah, that's funny. That's funny. No, it's actually not funny. No, it's not funny. It's actually an excellent, not one, but two. Not one, but two. Test one, two. Athletic positive traits. Do you understand that? No, 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 douche. Why do you say you played football? And you, if Matt Stack was here, he'd get this. I wanted you to finish your thought before. <laughs> Listen, no, because you're going to piggyback off me and be a, be a, a barnacle, Okay. When you have a little bit of pigeon toe, I'm, I'm really trying to be serious, and okay, you're bow-legged. You. Bow-legged helps with your balance. Okay, believe it or not, a slight bow a lot of really good athletes have a little bit of a bow-legged to them. I'm not kidding you. Okay, it's good okay. for ba- Why is that I, fucking I, I funny? Because ne- I've never heard that before. <laughs> because like- you've only played at a high school level. That's why, because you weren't good enough to play at ECU. Because you're not bow-legged. You're not pigeon-toed. You're just chunky. (laughs) That's why you were one of the best linebackers in Orange County. There you go. That explains it. Dude, I'm not kidding you. I've just never heard that before. You talk to Matt Stack. You ask him. I'm telling you right now, any legitimate athlete. Well, you're always kissing ass to people at CBS Sports Radio like... Uh, what's his name? Jones and Geo and ask uh, your buddy there, Bo- uh, Boomer Sison. Ask him. He'll, he'll tell you about guys being bow legged. I'm not saying he is, but people when they have athletes that have a slight bow legged or pigeon toed have a little bit of an advantage. I'm not kidding you. I, I believe you. I've just never heard that in my life. Because you're minimal in your experience in life and in sports. That's why. That's the fact. I'm sorry. I work with a bunch of people that are not athletes. I was a pro athlete. I was a collegiate athlete. I know my shit, sir. Okay? I'm telling you right now, what I'm saying to you is a fact. I'm not saying every great athlete has to be pigeon-toed to end or bow-legged. I'm not saying that. You either have one or the other or none. Derek Jeter happens to have both. He is slightly has a pigeon-toed, and he also is a little bow-legged. So right there, from the ground up, his lower body wheels, as we call it in the biz, are on point for his balance, quick foot, first step explosion, the whole thing. He's got that. God, I'm talking so over your head because you are, you're basically a guy in a bar that sits around eating nuggets, pretzels, and bad beer uh, trying to pick up some chick. That's what you are. You know nothing about sports, dude. <laughs> nothing. You know nothing. That's what they say. You know nothing. And I can't even go to Anthony because he'll be like, I don't know what balls what I don't, I'm not ball legged. He don't even know. He claims to be a big time football. Anthony, what's up, boss? Uh, what's the position that you play in football? Me, uh, I played guard. 
and I played D tackle and middle linebacker. Were you any good? I was okay. I'm not gonna lie, like Dennis. <laughs> Have you ever heard anything about me? About uh, not me, about anything about being bow legged and, and pigeon toed for athletes? The pigeon toed thing I have not. The bow legged thing I've heard. I've also heard when you're large, you get bow legged because the weight just weighs down on you. Well, that's a whole. T- <laughs> God. <I'm- laughs> I don't know what to say to that. I, I'm not. I'm- there are guys that I just. The guy just manages to just just takes just throw a grenade at anything I'm talking about. It's, it's unbelievable. It's really unbelievable. I can't catch a break. I need some athletes on the show. I need what the f? I need somebody with an athletic background to be in the show. As I'm getting my ass kicked here because I have no one to solidify my points. Nobody. Maybe there's people on the phone that can help me. Probably not. Kevin in L.A. You're on the Taz show. What do you say there, Hoss? Yeah, I'm good to go, Terrence. How you doing? Uh, I'm aggravated <laughs> um, because of this topic, but yeah, what's up? Hey, really quick before I get into the body slam portion of the show, because um, you know I'm in law enforcement, right? Uh, I do. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I remember you telling me. Now I remember, yeah. Yeah, just some quick info and some research on uh, your boy Anthony over there, and I heard about the action position he played in football when he was in high school. Mm. Yeah, I heard he played ass back. Every time he tried to go in the game, he'd be like, Coach, put me in. Coach, man, take your ass back to the end of the bench. <laughs> Well done. I like that. Actually, I never heard that one. I like ass back. Uh, Kevin, were you an athlete at all or not? Yeah, and, um, my day in high school, and, um, also my collegiate days, I played, I played basketball and also did track and field. Oh, you played basketball in college? Yes, I did. Briefly. All right, so let me ask you a question. Have you mm-hmm. you heard me talking about athletes, some that are bow-legged and, or, or being pigeon-toed, that it helps. Can you, you know, galvanize my point here or not? Yeah, I've actually heard that before more so when I was doing my track and field days in high school. People that were pigeon toed, they're actually a little bit faster. No, they're just straight legged, if you will. Correct. That is correct. And and Dennis acts like he played like two years of high school football in upstate New York. He acts like he's he's freaking Jack Lambert all of a sudden. Uh, that's the problem. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, what else is up, Kev? Yeah, I just also want to call and speak on the overall championship picture landscape on on SmackDown as of last night. All of that is hot. Everything from the tag team team with Sloan with the Usos and New Day. I'm loving it where it's going. Yeah. And also just where I feel the natural progression of where things go in particular with the women's title thing with Naomi and Natalia and the eventual cash-in from Carmella. I'm liking that because when it comes to that, for example, I think and I really feel my heart apart, no pun intended, that at SummerSlam, Natalia's going to win. She's going to win that championship from Naomi, and then that's when you get the cash-in. And how does it make it real interesting, compelling TV? Well, I couldn't hear you. Said who? Wait, who's going to win before uh, she cashes in the bank? Say that one more time. Natalia. Oh, Natalia. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm going with that because you know all the all the hard long years she put in in WWE, along with her years prior getting into WWE. That's a story in itself. And then like she thinks she has that moment. Right. And then it's going to get ripped from her by Carmella. Right. She cashes in, and then she makes history, if you will, probably with the help of James Ellsworth. The only hold on the only issue though, Kev, Kev, the only issue with that I'm not saying they won't do that. I don't know. I haven't really wrapped myself around it, but you got heel on heel emotions there, so that's the only problem with that. You know, you you that's the only thing. We got a heel in Kevin Owens, where some people got to feel bad for him because he just had his shoulder up yesterday, and now they're going to put him in a match and stack it against him, where it's a babyface commissioner and Shane McMahon. So you got a little sympathy for heels, which I'm not a fan of that. But now you, you're saying maybe you do that with the girls now because, you know, if you're doing that uh, deal there with, um, 
you know, Natalia, that all the years of hard work, that's the story now. Like, that's what you're implying, you're saying should do. So you're, you're, you know, you're going to feel bad for the heel now once the other heel comes out and steals the moment by catching in the back, the gimmick, you know what I mean? No, I hear you tell them with that. The further say what I'm talking about is they can use that quote-unquote gray area approach to the story. You know what I mean? Yeah, they could do that for sure. I mean, they, there's any way they can get around all of this stuff that I just mentioned. Kevin, thank you for calling. They definitely can. I know that. I just I haven't really thought about SummerSlam matches or predictions and stuff like that. Uh, I haven't even got into that. I'm not even sure, to be honest. Um, <clears throat> Someone open book here. I'm not even sure. I don't even know if we're doing a... Um, Special, some sort of special. I mean, we usually do specials all the time in the Taz Show on CBS Sports Radio and WFAN. <clears throat> Hopefully we do. We'll see. I mean, they got so much going on there at the station um, at WFAN and CBS Sports Radio with uh, all the different tryout teams they're trying because they're going to replace a, you know, a massive void they're going to have in uh, Mike Francesa, you know, leaving the company. One more word, and I'm hanging up on you. So they've been trying all these different teams and configurations of guys and girls and stuff. So maybe um, the little old Taz show gets lost in the shuffle. I don't want to hear that guy talking about body slams on a Sunday. Fuck him! That's what's going on in the meetings. Body slams on a Sunday. <laughs> Sick of that shit. That's what's happening. I'm telling you, they're all against me. Seriously. I love China. I promise. That's the way it goes. (laughs) Maybe you got to send an email, Dennis. Strongly worded or just... Well, look, you're the biz dev guy. You know how to do it. You're better than anybody. You'll you'll get the point across. I know you know how. you're awesome at it. Uh, you you've done some work behind the scenes here that uh, uh, basically, uh, yeah, would uh, you know, would make uh, someone sad. I guess uh, I don't even know what I'm getting at, but yeah, you've done a lot of things. Uh, I will of, draft one when the show ends. None of them are good. Uh, Miles in California, you're on the Taz show. Let me guess, Miles, uh, you're wondering what I thought of SmackDown, correct, Haas? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, bro, I've been talking about it for, I don't know, over an hour. Uh, I think you kind of got yeah. most of my thoughts. Um, yeah, you pretty much answered all my questions that I had coming towards you. So all I have left is, <laughs> what do you think about the tag team match and um, fashion, fashion Peaks? Wait, tag team match and what? Fashion Peaks. Oh, the the, the Peaks, the uh, Tyler Breeze and stuff? Dude, yeah. I, I didn't like it. Uh, it was it, it's, I didn't understand it. I was a little confused. Like... What was that from the TV, the old show, uh, what's it called? Um, Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks. I mean, really, I mean, I don't even know if, I didn't watch it back in the day. I don't know if the younger fans even know what that is. You know, Dennis, did you like it? I didn't really. I, I don't, I'm not familiar with Twin Peaks. Um, <clears throat> but I I mean, I enjoy everything Breezango does. Did you so. enjoy the Twin Peaks on the Grand Salami Slunker Tour? <laughs> That's the question that everybody's asking, Miles, if Dennis enjoyed himself. I was himself. told not to kiss and tell. So, mm. How about eat and tell? You do that all the time. I enjoy yeah. a plethora of meats. Miles, how else can I help you, sir? Um, what would you take on the women's tag team match? I didn't see it. <laughs> I didn't see that. I was watching a little bit of the of the Kid Rosario <laughs> with the Mets. I can't watch everything. I have a million TVs, a giant home with uh, TVs everywhere, Miles, but... 
Uh, I didn't yeah, see the man. one match you want to hear, but I, I didn't see it. I'm sorry, Dennis Stein. I don't know what to tell you, bro. Uh, yeah, I know you're busy, man. I told you. No, but the Dennis saw it. Dennis, what'd you think of it? Uh, I thought the women did a fine job, and the storyline progressed. Wow. I agree. Cliche I agree. Jones. Oh, my God. Miles, who's your favorite pigeon-toed athlete? Oh, man. You're really Honestly, I don't know anything about that, to be honest. Well, at least you're honest, Miles. That's all that matters. Unlike that time you were in the name game. and <laughs> No, no. And he cheated. He was up against Katie. It was, it was the Steiner the Brothers. It was the Steiners or something like that about the Steiner Brothers. And you cheated. Remember that, Miles? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. You remember that. You know. Yeah. What about that, Miles? How about that? I don't hear you talking. <laughs> I don't hear you talking, son. <laughs> no, well, anyway. You remember that Steiner thing? You remember you Googled it and I said, don't Google? Remember that? You know, they say all men are created equal. But you look at me and you look at small Joe and you can see that statement is not true. So anyway, Miles, how else can I help you? Well... That's pretty much it, man. You pretty, like I said earlier, you pretty much answered every single one of my questions that had come towards you. All right, this call went good for you, pal. This was a good call by you. Good <laughs> job as usual, Miles, in California. All right, buddy, appreciate you. All right, man, you too. We'll see you, champ. There you go. You got to be careful. When you call this show, you could be in line for a lambasting. Do you not realize that? It could be. It's a total beating. We never know. Got to be careful. Yeah, that whole uh, Twin Peaks thing, that was like a little bit like I, that whole thing. And I, you know, I, I was like, I, they lost me with it. You know what I mean? Like, hey, yeah, did you, did you see any of SmackDown? I did. Okay. I watched. That was probably right after that. I, I turned it off until the I'm main surprised event. you actually watched it because of the Met game. Well, I, I, I wasn't locked into the Met game. I was just like really watching as they hit because I wanted to see Rosario. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was good. I liked Twin Peaks growing up, so... Did you really? Yeah, it, I'm, I'm into the whole sci-fi kind of... It kind of has like a horror tone to it. What's the premise of it? I have no idea what Twin Peaks is. It's like a on. town that like a ton of mysterious things happen. Like, I guess you could say spooky. Really? Spooky. <laughs> spooky. <laughs> you say spooky? Spooky. There was a bunch of mysterious, spooky things happening in a town far far away <laughs> <clears throat> tell you what speaking of big brother <laughs> dude it's heating up you, you missed I'm so disappointed in you guys. Wednesday it's on tonight I'm so disappointed you really are so behind on this there's so much heat it's cranking up. there's a lot of tension Damn near fist fights are coming up. I'm not kidding you, dude. It's getting nuts, dude. Donnie Bro Brooks and Bruja. Donnie Brooks, shenanigans, uh, all sorts of stuff. Yeah, it's. I'm telling you, it's very, very. It's been very intense. The Big Brother, very intense. I've really been enjoying it. Uh, Willie Chuck, Toledo, Ohio. What do you say there, Haas? Hey, Taz. I'm sorry to call two days in a row. Uh, no problem, big guy. That's the. Uh, you know, that's the way it goes. Sometimes you get through, sometimes you don't. Uh, what's going on, man? I, I, I saw the suplex last night, and I, I really, my heart dropped when I saw it because I was like, I legitimately thought he got messed up. I know, and he's he still, he still might be. 
That's what I was saying earlier. Like I, I, you know, I use, I've watched, I've seen in person or at home on TV or at ringside or as a wrestler, Willie Chuck a zillion, you know, bunch of wrestling matches, and a lot of times, I'll sit and I won't even react. I'll just sit there and watch. But then if something physical happens, I'll go ooh like that. Something that's dangerous or look like it might have been really bad. <clears throat> when this happened, I was sitting there in my den by myself, and I'm like, whoa, jeez. And I was texting as I said, oh, with someone from WWE, and I text the. F-U-C-K word. I don't know if I'm supposed to spell it out, but I just did. And he replied the same thing back to me. So, but yeah. Did, were you as shocked by the 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 ending as, as I... Because my, my mouth dropped, like, when I saw that Shinsuke won. No, I would. I had a feeling Shinsuke would win because I know it's seen as, you know, he, he's taking pride in passing the torch to these guys and doing the honors... You know, uh, and getting other guys over—that's what he's been doing for the most part. So I, no, that part didn't surprise me. Um, you know, I don't know if you saw. Uh, uh, there's been, um, you know, Cowboy sent it to me also uh, earlier during the break. Cowboy. Uh, and I did notice it, but I guess there's stuff online where you I don't know if you saw this with the truck where you see Shinsuke walking over to scene after the match, and he basically apologizes to him. So, uh, you know, I guess. I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's on a different bunch of different Twitters and stuff. You know, I mean, that's, I, I um, you know, I think he just, <laughs> he just basically broke the K-word right there and just, you know, he was more concerned, I think, Shinsuke, that he was okay because he knew, you know, when you suplex someone and they land bad, land bad um, most of the times you know, unless it's like a, a German where you're completely blinded to what's going on behind you uh, and you know that you arched a lot and your hands went over your head a lot. There's a lot of different ways to apply throws and to injure someone um, or keep them safe. And thank you for calling, Willie Chuck. You know, there's a lot of different ways. I explained some of it off air to Dennis earlier. I don't want to really, I'm just not a fan of pulling back the curtain that much. Um, but, you know, and uh, also don't want to point the finger, as I said earlier, who was right, who was wrong on the suplex thing. But look, you know, obviously Nakamura is not hiding the fact by going up and apologizing to the guy on worldwide TV and you without the microphone in his face. You just see? Did you see it, Dennis? Uh, I saw the video when yeah. Cowboy sent it. Yeah. So there are certain things that now, being that that's out there with with Nakamura, there are certain things, in my opinion, that Nakamura did two things in that suplex. Why that happened to John? So. It happens. It happens a lot in the business. It's not the end of the world. It's it's it happens. It's dangerous. It's a dangerous game. I'm not saying the guy meant it. Obviously, he didn't. Things happen. It's a it's a this this business, this sport uh, of of sports entertainment, professional wrestling. And I'm going to go to break here right now. But this this deal here is you know you could be off on a spot or your hands could be wrong or something by a quarter inch, and it, you could just destroy somebody that's the dangers of the game that's why the game needs some respect and it's getting more respect in over time it seems like not just from the heart obviously the hardcore fans always respect as i said earlier saying mainstream sports athletes and, and mainstream sports media okay because it's a very dangerous game and we saw that last night so all right uh i'll be back uh, we'll be on facebook live at um facebook.com slash the taz show on the other side of break uh, take a call or two and uh, get out of here in the next segment. All right, uh, Tasha, sit tight.
welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Yep, there's a firestorm. There started a firestorm there, Taz. Yep, you did, buddy. With this whole bow-legged pigeon toe thing. Oh, yeah. Looking at the gimmick chat over at tazshow.com. You can communicate with each other, log in with all your social media accounts. You got a guy on there burying me, basically saying, uh, no, Taz, you're a douche. Uh, This guy here, he didn't say I'm a douche, but he said, uh, this is a... no, I can't even see it on my glasses. No, no name hot dog. It's a pretty good name. It says, um, research the Q angle of athletes. Athletes with more narrow Q angle are better by nature. So, bow-legged athletes are not naturally at an advantage. It is actually the opposite. College athlete studied biomechanics and kinesiology in college. That's what this fellow, no name hot dog, is. He was a college athlete. He studied biomechanics and kinesiology in college. Well, I wanted to study kinesiology in college, Dennis. I didn't. I couldn't do it. It was hot, too hard. Um, so I did not. No, sorry. It was not smart enough to be frank. But good lord, I was nasty on a squat rack. So there you go. <laughs> in the weight room, I was a stud. Can't have both. So that's what this uh, no-name hot dog says. So he says I'm wrong, basically. Uh, where we go to the Twitter, and Dan Norton, one of my favorite people in the world, uh, Dan Norton at Dan Norton Films, says, quick GTS, found this one at Speed Endurance article, why good sprinters are pigeon-toed. Aha! Aha, mother effer! And this is what it says. Getting really excited, nobody else is. Uh, being pigeon-toed, you have less of this roll. Less roll could also mean stiffer ankle. And last time I checked, sprinters all want stiff track spikes for greater force production during ground contact. Stiffer feet means energy is transferred and not absorbed. Unquote. This is from uh, Speed Endurance. Speed Endurance. On the Twitter, thanks to Dan Norton. So, here we are. We're at a uh, we're at we're at the crosshairs. We got a problem. We don't know what's what's is Taz right? Are the bow-legged, pigeon-toed athletes at an advantage, uh, or no-name hot dog? Is he right? Is Dennis right? Where no-name hot dog and Dennis, which I don't think is the same guy. Um, oh, I'd name all my hot dogs. <laughs> that's funny. That's great. No one cares. Uh, yeah. Uh, so so people are wondering. Also on the gimmick chat, Dan Lemley is saying. Taz, is that another minor league Mets hat? Dennis, the hat I'm wearing? That's what he's asking. Uh, you see the letter? You see the hat I'm wearing? What is it? What's on it? For those that know what? The letter M. All right. It's, it's just for my new softball team. It stands for motherfuckers. Okay? <laughs> oh, I, I didn't get an invite to play. That's, that's right. A, that's upsetting. Yeah, we kick ass and we curse people out. That's what we do. The title of your team would give that away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're not from a town. We're just called straight up motherfuckers. That's who we are. Yeah. And what do you think of that team? That team. <laughs> Any chance I could play, coach? <laughs> Maybe. I got nobody on it. So I'm the only guy on the team right now. I, I play got... a mean first base. Yeah, I bet. I bet you do. Dennis, he could do the guard, the uh, hot dog truck. 
you hot dogs here. Nobody would get any hot dogs. Peanuts, Cracker Jacks. Even when I don't want to do it, it bleeds into my real life. Seth would definitely be on the team. Maybe we have him be the manager. I want to bat leadoff. Like, <laughs> I'm playing shortstop. I'm batting leadoff. Ah, screw it. I'm batting cleanup, too. I'm like Jeter. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> hey, we're on Facebook, by the way. Uh, Facebook Live right now. <clears throat> At uh, Facebook.com slash the Taz Show. So uh, you can join in there and watch the show. If you're just joining, on, uh, joining the show right now on Facebook Live, I was talking earlier a lot about SmackDown and gave a lot of thoughts on that. Suplex were witnessed by Nakamura on John Cena. Not really going to rehash it right here, kids. Sorry. But you could jump on that over there, over there. Later on, listen to the audio on demand or watch the video if you'd like. That's your prerogative. Uh, Yasef, Yasif in uh, Queens. Uh, Queens, New York, that is. Uh, you're on the Taz show. What do you say there, Hammer? Hey, what's up, Taz? How you doing? How are you, buddy? Nothing much. I had uh, two questions. Go for it. Um, so my first question is, where do you think Bobby Roode is going to go Raw or SmackDown when he gets called up? Well, that's a good question. Uh, I think for a second. I, I, I don't know. I feel like he's he would be a guy on SmackDown. I just, I, you know, who knows, right? It's a crapshoot 50-50. I, th- I, thought, I thought so, too. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just feel like SmackDown. Then I just feel like Raw, sometimes Raw needs more a little bit more star power than SmackDown. Mm. Um, why? Because uh, they're the mothership. I mean, I guess that's what... No, because it's three hours and personality true, drag true. three hours. True, Good point, good point. Yeah, maybe you're right. I mean, maybe, maybe it's raw. I don't, just, my, just when you asked the question, my first instinct was SmackDown for him. But, you know, who knows, right? Yeah, I mean, I, mean uh, I, I... I want him to go to SmackDown, too. I just think he'll go to Raw because of it being three hours and them needing more than... Star power, five yeah. Five guys they have at the top right now. Right. Well, I also think, though, uh, they... You know, they, like Triple H and company, need to kind of keep Bobby Roode on SmackDown. I'm sorry, on NXT for a little longer here because they have some new guys coming into the fold. They need a guy like Bobby Roode to be the cornerstone. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's important when you got guys like Alistair Black uh, coming up. And this guy here, uh, Black, Alistair Black, is just, I'm a big fan. Uh, I think that he's going to do really well uh, there. But he's just not ready yet to be the champ, you know, type of thing. Just using his name off the top of my head, you know? Yeah. So. And my uh, second question was, I don't, uh, I didn't think that match yesterday was uh, uh, between John Cena and Nakamura was that great, just because it was like it kept cutting in and out to go to commercials, and then when it, the match ends, they have that little uh, lower third where it's a shooter in, in one minute, and I kind of like the moment escaped me. No, I, like, I, I disagree, man. Uh, I think I mean I don't know about your TV provider, but. Uh, on mine, I, every time during a commercial break, I see it. They they have a split screen, a double box. You have that, oh, Dennis? Have the double du- box? I had the double box. I didn't get the double box gimmick. Uh, what do you have? Uh, what do you have? Cable TV? Like what do you have? Uh, Time Warner, yeah. Maybe that, I don't have Time Warner. Maybe that's why I don't. I and, um, I had the double box. I, but even but hold on, even if you didn't have the double box, here's the thing, dude. You can't. You know that's not the wrestler's fault or WWE's fault. If they got to go to commercial, they got to pay the bills. You no, know, I'm not saying go to commercial, but like at the end when uh, Nakamura had uh, won, they had that shooter. You know that they're saying like, "Oh, the next show is shooter in one minute." It's like they have to end. What shooter? What are you talking about? Shooter? What is a shooter? More. What do you mean shooter? I don't know what you're saying. Shooter. The show, the show after SmackDown, the shoot is called Shooter. Shooter? I don't even know what that is. Yeah. I, no, I didn't even pay attention. Why are you looking at the lower thirds of some promotion? Not the, watch it's, the match. It's, 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 no, but it, it's so in front of me. It steals my attention. You know oh. how you. you you know, you know how you used to say like 
the gimmick clock and those matches. Yeah. When it's there all the time, it steals your attention That's away right. from the actual. That's right. You know? But once you see it's non-wrestling related, dude, frig that. Just watch the match. Let's promote my show, which WWE would never do. Put me a break. Will you stop? That would never happen. Now, um, I, they start, they, I just felt like... Um, Nakamura's performance since he's gone to the main roster is like it's not subpar, but it's not it's not uh, NXT level. Well, I think there's a little bit less freedom in, in the style. I, I dude, I, I gotta be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, for you not to think that was a really good match, I mean, I don't want to look to well, each his own, but I, I really enjoy, I enjoyed the match a lot. Do you, do you think it was better than Rusev and Chad Gable? Because I don't think so. I, I definitely thought it was better. Yeah, I did. I did think it was better. It it, it was built better. It was longer. It, they had bigger stars for all good reasons. It was better. Uh, the reason why uh, Chad Gable and and Rusev had a really good match because it's the typical athletic big guy that can move around and work well with a very athletic smaller guy. That's easy. That's an easy match. But when you get a guy like John Cena, uh, oil and water, where his style is completely different than Nakamura's style, Japanese strong style, all that stuff, and John Cena's the prototypical WWE superstar, and they made it work, and it was legit. A huge difference. And in, in, you can't even compare, dude, those two yeah. matches. They're really different matches. I, I just think a combination of the match only being like 15 minutes long, because I think they started at 9.45, and it ended at 10 o'clock sharp. So it wasn't yeah. that long. What, it wasn't that long? It was 15 minutes. That's Dude, 15 minutes TV time? That's <laughs> that's an eternity, yeah. bro. No, but they, <laughs> they, they, they don't go straight into it. It's kind of a building. I think sometimes you need about 20, 24 minutes to really build that to a crescendo. Wait a minute. What? what? The, the physical? Well, hold on a second. So wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a so, so you're telling me that the match was felt a little short because they didn't have enough time to build up to the finish? It's like it's like you, it's 15 minutes. Remember, you told me with entrances, so it was like cutting into it, and then right. by the time they got into the ring and tried to do their thing, I felt like it was kind of not sped up, but like a little a little bit more. Um, they kind of go well, through the motions a little bit quicker to get to the end. You know? I don't know. Listen, man, they're telling a story. They're telling a physical story. Um, I don't yeah, know if you're going to sit like there. Hold on, hold on. Let me finish. If you're going to sit there, bro, with a stopwatch, and you're going to you're going to uh, be so uh, uh, you know scrutinize every second these guys and the show is putting on the match, are you really enjoying it? Not really, because you're trying to be a detective. Uh, instead of just being a, a fan enjoying the match uh, or not enjoying it. Now, it's your prerogative to like or dislike a match. I'm not trying to sell you in a match. I'm just letting you know everything you're kind of saying here, you're wrong. Um, and I have to be honest, you just are, you share, you're wrong. I mean, I don't, uh, I don't, you're, you're telling me that they didn't get, they didn't get into telling the story uh, fast enough? Is that the physical story? Is no, that what you're telling just, me? I felt like it was a little, I felt like it was a little bit more sped up in terms of like, they're not, it's not, it wasn't like AJ and, and and John where they went through the wrestling. They, they wrestled for a little bit, okay. and then they got they got physical, and then they got okay. to the end. Okay, you know, let me. Can I tell you the difference between those two matches? Okay, one is starting to show off where you have budget more time, and if you do go over a little bit, you don't get you just get a slap on the wrist. But when you're the last match, like Cena and Nakamura are, you have a hard out at 10 p.m. Eastern. And if you go over, yeah, that, you get more. That, than, hold, let me finish. You get more than a slap, bro. You get big heat. So, you know that there's a different kind of pressure there. You follow me? Yeah, I know. That's why I thought their first encounter should have been when you know there's time restraints like that. Their first encounter should have been a pay per view where they could spend a little bit more time and giving us a real. Because Nakamura hasn't really given us that one match where you say that's Nakamura. Like when he fought Dolph Ziggler, he didn't do what Nakamura does. That match was very underwhelming. 
I I, I, I think you're just uh, you're being a pessimistic fan. You're just uh, I think you're just trying to pick things apart. I got to be honest this year, but thank you for calling. Uh, I completely disagree with like the bulk of the things you said about that match. But you're entitled to your opinion. It's fine. Um, you know, I mean, really, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, what else we got going on here on the Facebook Live? Uh, what do we got here? Uh, we got uh, Ryan Jones. I feel like this jabroni. Uh, is trying to uh, tie up the phone line. Uh, no, Ryan. Look, people have uh, different opinions. Doesn't mean he's trying to tie up the phone line. Uh, he don't, you know, just because he felt that way about a match. I'm not trying to gear anyone a certain way, and he's entitled to his opinion. The guy's called the show. Uh, yes, yeah, she has called the show many times in the past. Uh, you know, I don't have to tell you. I mean, so you know, not everyone gets along, and not everyone agrees, and it's fine. Uh, but some of us have, you know, a lot of years' experience uh, doing this. I hate to be a douche, but. Uh, <laughs> Yes. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I just don't. You can't tell me about a match from segment one and comparing how they went into the into the build of their go, finish of their match compared to a match in the last segment of SmackDown. Raw, you get a little more time at the end. You, you can you can bleed over. Uh, SmackDown's a hard out. So, you, you know, it's just you can't... Uh, you can't. You, once you say that, then I'm like, well, you know, you've never been in the game. I mean, you don't understand how this works. Some fans, I mean, uh, you know, some fans, uh, you know, really, I, I, you know, I, I'm not talking about most of the people that listen or watch this show, at least the people that I engage with either on social media or while I'm live on the air on the phone or, you know, a lot of people like wrestling fans have a rep. And this is how wrestlers think and, and, and bosses think and promotions think. That the hardcore fan, and they stereotype all of you, unfortunately, are picky, bitch about everything, and complain. And it's unfair to stereotype a, a whole nation of fan that is a hardcore fan. I think that's unfair, okay? Uh, totally. Um, Dennis, you see what I'm saying with this, right? Uh, absolutely. You cannot – it's tough because I enjoy wrestling very much, but I'm like – I consider myself like just below a hardcore fan. And I try not to watch it from a critical – like looking at the the shooter and, dude, enjoy – and yes, here, enjoy the match, man. Like don't worry about the countdown clock at the end. Like Nakamura beats Cena to, to move on to right. face Jinder Mahal at SummerSlam. Like that's an awesome – Right, I mean, it's an awesome story. Like, just appreciate it, it in the moment. Know? Don't yeah. overthink it. That's all. I mean, I agree with you. I mean, I, I, that's 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 what I mean. Like, just just enjoy it. I mean, you know, you know. I'm just saying. Like, I've been around enough people in the locker room, enough people in companies for many many years, and you, you know, that is the typical scuttlebutt you hear with a stereotype. You know, wrestlers or wrestling promoters or referees or whoever. You know they 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 engulf and put all hardcore fans in one box and say they all bitch they all complain they think they know everything and then ba 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 and you don't want to be in that box if you're a fan in my opinion be out of that box you know be a proud fan follow indie wrestling or, or wrestling in Japan or Mexico whatever you want to do but also realize it's a show. I mean, if, if, I'm not saying your shit did this, but if you're sitting there with a freaking stopwatch, well, they went in at 8.46 and they wrestled for this many minutes, they went to break here. Are you really enjoying the show? I mean, if you're going to do that, I mean, they, they're putting... Listen, first and foremost, especially with a live broadcast, okay, 
the first thing that's happening in a live broadcast, guys, is it's a live broadcast. So what does that mean? Uh, <laughs> is that their first priority is to put off the TV show, put, put the TV show out there uh, flawlessly. That's their job. That's what they're getting paid for by the network. That's the main thing. That's the first thing. It's a TV show before it's a wrestling show. Understand that. TV show first, then wrestling show. That's how it is. That's it. You, you, that's, that's, that's it. The, the USA Network that's paying WWE, they don't care. Well, uh, you guys went over. You went to 10.02 p.m. Eastern. Now we have to find you, or now we have to do this, or now we have to do that. Yeah, but you know what? Um, you know, if Vince McMahon or Kevin Dunn or one of the bigwigs says, uh, you know what, Mr. USA Network, um, you know, Nakamura and Cena, they just weren't ready to go home, and they had to get one more spot in to really tell that story, and that's why. It was better for the story of the match, Mr. USA. <laughs> Are you kidding me? They laugh in their face. Not today. That don't happen. You can't do that. They don't care. You think USA cares about the physical story or the promo or the story that has to be told? They don't care. Get out when you're supposed to get out. We're paying for this. Get out, and we have another show that's paying, that we're paying for. That's coming right after you. Stop trying to be fans that, you know, get that bad rap while you're sitting there with a scalpel, slicing and dicing the show. Looking for every little thing to complain about. You know? Again, not attacking a dude who called. I'm just, it just sparked me to think about other fans, what I've seen in the past. Grant Eric, nitpick Jones. Exactly. You don't want to do that. Sometimes, as me, as a guy who analyzes the stuff in the show, sometimes I'll nitpick a little bit. I mean, I don't want to, but sometimes I do, and I catch myself, and I'm like, ah. But, you know, I, I, you know, you people expect me to give you a true, honest, Assessment at times of matches or shows or what have you, and that's what I'm trying to do. You know, I mean, that's really it. So, so it's really it. The uh, this show, uh, you know, I mean, if you, if it's like this show here, I mean, this show, the Taz show, I dare you to try and nitpick this. Dennis, wake up. I'm here. You looked a little shady over there. You looked like you would. I was losing you. No, I'm. Here and present, ready, willing, and able. Tell you what, I am starving, bro. Oh, you gotta say that. I am hungry. I mean, I've been dropping my caloric intake a little bit. Hey, you look svelte. Yeah, I know about svelte. Jeez, I don't think I've ever been svelte, but thanks. Ass kissing Jones. I hear you. Kiss the boss's ass. I love that. That's why you're here. That's why you're here. I didn't get the biz dev. Arthur Trey Robinson. Dennis is carved out. Yes. He knows. I haven't even ate yet today. I'm not carved out. That's why you look tired, because you need energy. Dude, you like one of those big Clydesdales, those horses with the big feet? You know what I mean? Really? So, uh, John um, Soto... What were your thoughts on SmackDown, Taz? All caps. Yes. <laughs> well done. Well played, my friend. Well played. Big pop. Big pop. Okay. Yes. Well played. He gets the joke. He gets the humor. I 
got it. I got it. I got it. We haven't done name game in a while. We got to do that soon. You know? You know what I mean? Whenever you're ready. You sound so excited. I know. I love the name game. It's like, that's what, just imagine. Just imagine if uh, Dennis, I'm sorry, if, um, what's the kid's name? Seth. If he's listening and he hears you go like this, whenever you're ready, he would get so mad at you. Nah, we're in a good spot, Seth and I. I took him to Yankee and they bought me some good grace for like Week. two more days. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. about. <laughs> You're running out. <laughs> Gonna have to ha- buy him like a bagel and some gavilta fish. <laughs> no, he likes that. I'm not trying to be, you know, rude or nothing. I'm just, just saying that he, he eats that stuff. I actually, I'm more into locks. <laughs> good morning, Hebrews and Shebrews. A nice schmear. <laughs> and how messed up is that? Extremely. Good morning, Hebrews and Shebrews. Seth will come in and they'll be all buddy buddy like he never like talked on his back like that. I would I say to his face. No. Uh Marcel Millet. F Seth. There you go. F you. <laughs> Marcel Millet. I forgot about that. Ah, leave 5L open. <laughs> oh, Oh, man, with 10 seconds from the fifth quarter. Mm-mm-mm. Sean Banks, Taz, what was uh, that watch company again? Oh, ho, ho. interesting, Sean Banks. You're a smart man. You're looking for a little 15% discount on a badass watch, aren't you, Sonny? Ah, well, your boy's got you covered. That'd be an MVMT. MVMT. And what you do, okay... These watches are not ultra expensive, but they're badass. I'm bringing mine tomorrow. I, my, dude, mine is like a gunmetal color. I just, I, yeah, they, yeah, don't they, rub it in. They let me pick one. Oh, it's badass. Big Face Jones. Um, get 50% off today with free shipping and free returns. Okay? What's the gentleman's name? I lost his name. Ooh, I... Bobby Jones. And uh, so it's mvmt.com slash T-A-Z. mvmt.com slash Taz, T-A-Z. And like I said, it's, you'll get 15% off. Go just check out the site. Dude, their watches. You can get a watch, like a $125 watch that is freaking off the chart, awesome, cool mechanisms, the whole nine, and get 50% off with free shipping and free returns. It's phenomenal. You can't go wrong. Seriously. The best part about the 15% off is that with that 15% off, you just go to Pro Wrestling Tees backslash Taz, and then now you just buy a T-shirt. Just unbelievable. You're smooth. Yes. Sound effects store, yeah. spitballing, and we over, running the game. I like how you never say your shirt. I, I know better. <laughs> I love it. I know better. Your shirt's been selling a little bit. I a get the backdoor bit. numbers. You're up to four shirts sold. Well, it's not I've bad. Got it's one a month. A couple family members. <laughs> I, yeah, I apologize for nothing, but we killed the gimmick, so the shirt yeah. means nothing. I have to do something food related. I, I should get, get a bib, not even a t shirt, like a food bib. No, I want to get you a Matt Stack T-shirt, bro. <laughs> a shirt Z. I'm telling you. It says the Taz Show, and then it says Stack number seven on the back. We should put a T-shirt <laughs> with uh, Katie Linendahl's face on it. Yeah. Oh, God, she'd send a cease and desist letter to me. Not CBS, to me, like in a hoppy. You know, I'm going to sue you now. And she'll, Oh, how about when she met Seth? I introduced her to Seth. How about that meeting? Whoa, man. Well, hello. 
<laughs> My name's Seth. I'm the lead producer here at CBS, and uh, you must be the exquisite Katie Linendahl. I heard nothing but great things about you, doll. Yes, I'm very successful, and they love me on the Today Show. Not today. I heard you go to RIT. That's a really prestigious college. I, too, went to a university. I was in a fraternity. I was cool. <laughs> I went to RIT 57% F in fucking acceptance rate. Not today. That's a very high number. I thought it was more exclusive. Exactly. It's not. Poor girl didn't go to a good school. Oh, my God. We've got a lot of friends here. I know. Chan man, I like the Chrono Gunmetal watch. Very nice. Yes. Um, the one I got, I, I don't, I don't have it on today because I have to unpack it. Because <sighs> I heard the packaging is awesome too. I mean, I should have unpacked it on air, like a big reveal. Like, look, here it is. Here's my MVMT. I should have did that. It's always tomorrow. It's yeah, but I, I don't have patience. I'll open it as soon as I get home. Paul. Pana, sorry, <laughs> Paul. <laughs> That's an interesting name, Paul. <laughs> Paul Parasonic, not Panasonic. Parasonic Lative. Too funny. I need to watch your show more often. Thanks, Paul. You also need to get a real middle name, uh, something like Bob. Uh, you know. You can like it and share it at TashShow.com. Yes. Also on iTunes, you can rate, review, subscribe, please. You get ready to do uh, to stop promoting your uh, your what do you call it, after dark show? Dead air. Dead air. Dead air. Oh, I forgot about that. Coming to no eardrums this fall. <laughs> no eardrums. Uh, Laura Rock. What did you think of uh, Shinsuke and Cena's match last night? No caps, by the way. No caps. <laughs> what do we do with that? Oof. Laura, you have to go to Play.it or iTunes or Spotify or tune in or watch the... Uh, go to TazShow.com. I went into a whole thing about the match earlier in this particular episode of the Taz Show. Sorry. Dave Mellett, uh, shut up, Dennis. Okay. Hey, Dave, you shut up. Hey, bro. Got that him. is a legit comeback right there. You are the Got man. him. Awesome. <laughs> no. Yes. Awesome. Yes. Mm-hmm. Next one's going to be make me. Yeah. You make me. <laughs> you make me. <laughs> you Katie, make me. you make me whole. You are fake news. Uh, I guess I got to wrap up. We're in wind down mode here. Dan Lemley, Taz, is uh, that another Mets minor league cap? Is this the same gentleman I explained earlier? I hope not. I'm going to curse again because I, I obviously want to let him know. This, what letters on my hat? It's M. It's your softball team. Yeah, it's my softball team. Motherfuckers. That's what we're called. And our city is? Cityless, aren't you? Well, I had a first name for the word. It was, and what was the word? I believe it was straight up That's motherfuckers. Right. <laughs> oh, geez, hey, man. 
You gotta earn that, right? Go it. Out of boy. <laughs> what was it again, it? Straight up motherfuckers. Subtle. That's the name of my softball team. I hope your mother washes your mouth out with soap. Yeah, all the big wigs aren't listening. <laughs> Either or. I get a little more steam than me, pal. Just let you know. <laughs> a little bit more. Careful. Oh. Mm. Uh, so anyway. <laughs> Excuse me. Katie had some, uh, you know, comments uh, a while back about uh, Lee me put it in the video about me coughing on a mic, and like I said in the video, the Lee me video, it's the total truth. This is my windscreen. This right here is mine. Okay, and I signed the guy from Full Metal Jacket. This is my rifle. This is mine. It, it is mine. Well, how does that go? Can you find that? Like, audio. This is my rifle. I, I have one. I, this is, I, I only have a kid. Maybe fine. And that's how I sign my windscreen. This is my windscreen. I only have one. And and I bring my own. And so Katie making her comments, trying to insult me, is not right. At all. At all. Unprofessional. This is my rifle. There are many like it, but this one is mine. My rifle is my best friend. My windscreen is my it best is friend. My life. I must master it as I must master my life. Without me, my rifle is useless. Without my rifle, I am useless. I must fire my rifle true. I must shoot straighter than my enemy who is trying to kill me. I must shoot him before he shoots me. I will. Before God, I swear this creed. My rifle and myself are defenders of my country. We are the masters of our enemy. We are the saviors of my life. So be it, until there is no enemy. But peace. Amen. Sick movie, dude. Legit. Very good. That movie was powerful, man. Great movie. I had uh, one of my football coaches in high school, was a Marine. Uh, he's actually lucky us on this, Dennis. He was a speed and conditioning coach. <laughs> yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah. That was nice. Yeah. Oh, that's not fun. Yeah. Four years. Hell, this man put us through. And he was one of these guys that was not an old guy. He was in his early 30s, and the guy was just ripped. First day he met us. Hey, boys. You know, ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. He goes into telling us his name. He goes, uh, wish me luck. I'm running a marathon on Saturday. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, we're in trouble. It's like, you know, I'm sitting there with the linemen and the linebackers. And we're like, oh, God. All right, guys, let's saddle up and let's get our feet moving and burn some calories. Uh, well, sir, it's August. It's 5,000 degrees. Get your ass moving. And next thing you know, it was like four years of <laughs> hell and he would do the whole uh, uh, he would just uh, like all the marine he wore he had the hair he, he had the he, he just was just screamed drill instructor yeah and strength and conditioning coaches are a, a crazy breed on their own yep and then you add in the fact that he was in the marines and let's top it off he was also an nypd detective okay. detective so on his ankle wearing shorts was a pistol <laughs> 
I'm not kidding. Just in case. He had a uh, he had a, a gun always on him, and it was not hidden. He wore shorts, black cleats, white socks, with a ankle gimmick Jones gun. Yeah. And he actually had to pull the gun out of the holster once. True story. We were playing DeWitt Clinton High School in the Bronx. We won the game. The fans at DeWitt Clinton did not like that we won. And we had to get to the bus. Schnell. Okay. So, yeah. Can you do the math on this one? Yeah. I, I see how that plays out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's always good to have a coach with a gun. Jay Munez, outside linebacker, middle linebacker. I played inside linebacker. We ran a 5-2. I also played nose. Inside linebacker means there's two linebackers on the inside. 5-2, monster. I did not play monster. I was fast. I wasn't fast enough to play monster. All monster was a guy named Boney. That was his name. And he was a mother trucker. Oof. Boney, I like that. Dude, you know about 5-2 monster, right? That defense? Yeah, over the B gaps. You're damn right. This kid was a stud. He had the GPA of a doorknob. So he was going to play in college. So... <laughs> The kid was an animal. Oh, that's funny. We had some good players. Boney was a stud. Animal. He was the monster back. I was just the inside linebacker. Tearing motherfuckers up. Well, Ignacio Vasquez, where's your quarterback, Matt Stack? Uh, he's a video star. We now know what he looks like. Do we have that... Uh, we don't have a still shot of Matt. A still shot of Matt Stack. Do we? Can, Dude, the guy looks like Clark Kent. I mean, he's like a perfect is. All-American athlete. I can and then, I, and then I got stuck with you. This guy looks like a winner, and I got you. You're hey. the, the the slunker of the team. I wouldn't uh. say the slunker. I just had a uh, <laughs> I had a different look. <laughs> you go. I wouldn't say the slunker. Well, I say slunker. So. Eh, tomato, tomato. Uh, well. You got nothing on Matt Stack? I got to run here. I gotta I'm go. digging. I'm digging. I'll take your time. Play you a Naomi Steam music. The joke's getting old. Aunt, if you would, uh... Be so kind. You got a little preview of Dead Air, folks, and Aunt and uh, Dennis interact. It's tremendous. It's great radio. <laughs> There's the great Matt Stack. There he is. Hold on. Look at him. Man. Look at Matt Stack. Look at him. Does that guy not look like a star? Just imagine him. Man, uh, just at the end of the game at the tailgates. Here comes Matt. Hey, guys. I threw for 10 uh, touchdowns. Struck the guy. 290 yards passing. Just another day for Matt Stack. Put that back up, man, please. Why, 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 why does he take the shit down before I want it down? And listen, why does that kid look like that, and this guy was your teammate in high school, and you look like this? This guy looks like a winner. He looks like an All-American winner. I want to be around winners. I got I got you. I need a side-by-side. I need, I need a Dan Norton or a Lee Mean help eventually during the day. A side-by-side profile of pictures of... <laughs> Of the leader of the Grand Salami Slunker Tour, Matt Stack. These guys were teammates in high school. I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk to my mother after the show today. I'll have her dig up some. Oh, by the way, no, no. I want your face now and Matt Stack there. Matt Stack, um, well, did he wear number ten when you? No, played? he wore seven at okay. in high school. Did he play at the uh, University of Rochester? Did he start? 
Yeah, I think he switched. He switched the linebacker. I feel like in college, linebacker. Yeah. Well, look. So, see on the bottom. Let me put RIT does not have a football program. See what uh-huh. happened was. So that means, unfortunately, uh, that the girl. What's her name again? I don't remember. Yeah. Nerd. Yeah, that girl. Katie Lindendahl. She was actually right. Um, yeah. Unfortunately. Blind squirrel finds a nut. I don't know if I'm Matt Stack. I'm dumb with him. Um, anyway. Chairman has a good one here. Chairman on Facebook Live. Matt Stack doesn't worry about high gas prices. His vehicles run on fear. <laughs> Tremendous. Uh, I guess I got to go. I'm done. Oh, a lot of people are insulting you on here, Dennis. I'm going to just leave it alone. Someone made a comment about Thanksgiving, Macy's Day Parade. Long story. Um, well, I would, I'd like to think I'd fit between Spider-Man and Snoopy. As Droopy Johnson. That'd be your name. Droopy <laughs> Slunker Johnson. You would be Willie Loman. You know what? That'd be you, just walking down the prairie by yourself. You should go in the Macy's Day Parade. Actually, that's a great idea. You got to talk to Seth. He's lined up right here in Manhattan. They do the Macy's Day Parade right over here. Dude, Thanksgiving, I have a great idea. And jump in the game. What's up, boss? Listen, bro, I got a great idea. What if we went to the big wigs here at CBS? They love me. They love the show. They love my team, right? Even though they won't let you guys in the bank club. They love us. Let's be honest. We should have Dennis wear the traditional Taz Show T-shirt. And basically, at the Macy's Day Parade, just let him walk alone. Like, just the only, we, nothing. <laughs> just him walking, not smiling, just walking, sad sack, slumped shoulder, not eating, just walking like a slunker and pointing to the shirt with no smile. No no float, just him. What do you think, Ant? I think it's a good idea. Maybe he throws out some cured meats. I don't want him to be happy, though. I want misery. Well, he could do it, like, upset because he's giving away his food. Or I have strings tied to me, so I have the allure of I used to be a balloon, and I just, all my helium had left my body, and I'm just walking down the streets with strings. Hmm. Oh, jeez. Hmm. Or we just get, like, a giant rover blimp, or whatever you call him, and he's holding uh, it. That's true, too. Could do that. Hey, we got to think of something. You think you can talk to Seth? You think Seth will be into, uh... Well, how do I? How am I involved? Am I going to get my own float? <laughs> I got a better idea, Tess. How about I drive the cart and we let Dennis sit on the back? That's actually not a bad idea. We'd be have... doing a wheelie the whole time. <laughs> Stole your jokes, Seth. <laughs> no, no, it'd be good if maybe we had like an orange and black pickup truck with the Taz Show logo on it. Have Seth drive it, okay? Put Rover on the top, right? Just let Rover just sit on top. <coughs> Piss. Okay, get him off the show. If he's gonna sit and cough on the fucking air, get off the show. Okay, Anthony. <laughs> Holy shit! Uh. That was horrible. Why would he do that? How professional is that? We have audio problems now. Yeah, give me a second. Yeah, they're trying to stop the show. I know what's going on. Damn it. We have an issue here. Hold on, folks. I have a little audio. We're back. Uh. Uh, all right, let's get his ass off the show. We just ruined the show. I'm going. I'm. I'm done now. I'm wrapping up. I, I can't end it better than that. I want to end on misery. That was miserable. 
Got the audio video producer who I allow on the show. <laughs> Sitting there all freaking toked up. The hell's wrong with him, dude? You know what I mean? What's he doing in that room? Some questions you don't want to know the answer. He's coughing like crazy. Freaking ruined it. You have something to say for yourself, Andy, before I wrap here? I am still a little under the weather. And no, I... you should say sorry. That's oh. the first thing you should say. But for what? I'm sorry that... For upchucking on the air on my show. That's what. upchuck. It was a cough. And I have no way of knowing when Dennis has my mic on. I'm going to kick your ass! Well, don't worry. Dennis has, no, it... Dennis has no idea when your mic's on. Don't worry about that. He do not know his ass from his elbow. <laughs> yeah. Guys, both suck. Um, yeah. See ya. Take care, Ant. Bye bye. Never want I'm on the show again. Never. Done. Done. And then both of you guys are wearing the same shirt to the Kayfabe Audio. And he's all freaked out. We're wearing the same shirt. I'm like, Ant, you're not on air. Don't worry about it. No one sees you. You, you. you could wear a blanket. I didn't freak out. Dennis did. Why is he on my show again? Why do I hear Anthony's voice? Bye, Ant. I just don't get it. I have one tickle in my throat. <laughs> oh my god. Too funny. Alright. That's it. We're gonna get out of here now. Uh all right, tomorrow we'll uh you know, Tash will be back. Maybe some NXT talk, I don't know. I'm not sure. No guests this week. Potential for a guest Friday. Slight tease. Potential. You know about this, Dennis? I do not, so yeah. tease all around. Nah, I'm not I'm done. I'm done. That's it. Alright, well look, I hope you guys enjoyed the Taz show today. I talked a lot about SmackDown earlier, so uh go back, listen if you're just checking the show right now live. Sorry, we're rapping. Uh, for everybody at the Taz Show, thank you for interacting on Twitter or the Gimmick Chat or Facebook Live during the live show. Or maybe you called in. Thank you for the interaction, interaction I should say. For everybody at the Taz Show, we thank you. I'm Taz, you're not. Goodbye. Yeah, yeah. Said I was raised in the days of my space and screen names back then when I was only worried about my top friends. Now my circle is getting smaller. All these people acting fake, man. And to be honest, I don't even have a top ten. Me against the world, I've been doing what I really love. Haters been hiding behind the screen, man, they movie cuts. And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same. Cause we've been doing our own thing, trying to stay up. I want to go back to days with no grace. We ordered the kids meal, play ball, that's all day now. I'm stuck looking at this Instagram page, but these likes on my picture don't result in getting paid. Now, I've been wondering where the party at, cause all of my concerns got me wondering where they got the Bacardi at, so going for another drink just to get away, we gotta live it up, Carolina here to stay, I'm hoping I won't let you go, oh.